Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Mariella Meets. I'm Mariella Frostrup, and each week I'll be bringing you a selection of the best interviews from our favorite guests. Movers and shakers from the worlds of art and entertainment, politics, business, music, and wider society. To discuss everything from their latest endeavors to career highlights and early beginnings. Intimate, in-depth talk with pioneering talents and fascinating folk discussing the stuff that matters to them and how they scaled the slippery slopes of success. Richard Wilson, OBE, is an actor and director who became a household name when he played the part of Victor Meldrew in the BBC sitcom One Foot in the Grave. The show, which earned him two BAFTAs, ran for six series. He came to acting in his late 20s, training at RADA after completing national service in the army and working as a hospital lab technician. He later won plaudits for roles in the acclaimed 1987 series Tutti Frutti and in the long-running BBC series Merlin. Richard has also become one of the country's most respected directors, with extensive credits including plays at the Royal Court, National and Sheffield Theatres. He's currently directing Peggy For You, Alan Plater's play about the formidable theatrical agent Peggy Ramsey, which opens at the Hampstead Theatre on December the 10th. Uh, Richard Wilson, welcome to Times Radio. How are you? I'm very well, Maria. How nice to speak to you. Always a total treat. The, the pleasure is all mine, uh, Richard. Now, tell me a bit about Peggy, uh, about Peggy Ramsey for the uninitiated. Um, who was she and why does she make uh, such excellent subject matter for a comic play? I mean, this is quite an old play by your standards of the sort of work you like to do. <laughs> yes, it is quite an old play. Uh, well, Mariella, a lot of taxi drivers say, so what are you What are you?" doing directing this play who who is it i said it's peggy ramsey and it's called peggy for you and i said do you know who she was and most of them say no but of course if you ask someone in the business do you know peggy ramsey they all say yes of course we've heard of her i never met her did you ever meet her no, I didn't. But I hear she was the most extraordinary character. I mean, tough, but most hilarious. extraordinary character. Yes, she was really uh, hugely popular in the business and very well spoken, very bright, 
Very funny. But Richard, what is it uh, about the play itself that attracted you? Because I know that it, it was nominated for an Olivier for Best New Comedy, but that was, was. back in, in 1999. Uh, what 1999. Did you feel that... yeah. I didn't see what... it then. I didn't see mm. it then. Uh, Maureen Lippman was in it. I, I've got uh, the great Tamsin Gregg in it. Uh, and of course, I'm not going to compare and contrast, but I, I didn't see... Uh, the, the initial one, but it is a very funny play, uh, a very very well written by. Uh, I knew Alan Plater slightly, but not very well. Uh, but I, I, I didn't see it, uh, and it's been a pleasure, uh, you know, to be asked. So what happened was that uh, it was uh, Tamsin's agent uh, who suggested. I just done Desert Island this. So uh, I was on her mind. She says, why don't you ask Richard Wilson to direct it? So we, we had a meeting. She had been asked by Hampstead. And uh, so I had to I really meet her and get her to pass me by uh, to say, yes, I think he should direct it. Fortunately, mm. we got on terribly well. And uh, we've got on very well in rehearsal. She's very, uh, very funny and and very bright. You mentioned um, your Desert Island Discs there, and on it you talked a little bit about the fact that you had a stroke in 2016 and and suffered a pretty bad bang to your head, hence the reason you might be confusing me with Peggy Ramsey. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But how much of an impact has that had on you? And, and is part of the reason that you did this play, because I know you only live down the road from the Hampstead Theatre, so it probably felt like a nice little local job, dare I say it. Well, yes, I'm afraid so. When, when, when Tamsin asked me, why, why do you want to direct this play, Richard? I said, well, I, I live nearby and there's a lift. <laughs> uh, because, and, uh, of course, I was sort of semi-joking. Uh, I should have said, because you are in it, darling. Uh, but uh, I, I, need, I, I need, steps are very bad for me now since my heart attack. So I, I use a stick quite a lot of the time. Um, but she took, the, uh, she took the joke very well. <laughs> Thank uh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> Richard, you are, I dare I say, it, you're 85 years old. Should you really be out there slogging still? And um, and do you get? Do you now do jobs purely for the creative fulfilment? And does that mean that you find directing more creatively fulfilling than acting? Well, Has that always been yeah. the case? Well, acting, of course, is. Uh, I don't do any any theatre just now because it's, it means eight shows a week, which is far too much. Uh, for an old chap like me. And also, so many theatres I just got steps everywhere. I mean, I'm doing Around the World in 80 Days. uh, I've seen you in the first episode. It's so good. (laughs) And you're so good. That hairdo is a bit of a worry, though. (laughs) Yes, it did. No no comment on the hairdo. Comb forward, Uh, I'd call it. (laughs) (laughs) But there's... I said to my agent, I can't do this because it's climbing steps. And so he rang them and they said, no, 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 it'll be fine. We'll reduce the steps. There was 24 steps. 
in, <laughs> in this bloody house. And so they had to get a double for me to do the, the step bit. And of course, if you've seen it, I start the, the whole thing off uh, because I play his butler. Uh, in, and it was in Romania, of all places, which is miles away. Uh, yes, so Romania and 24 steps. I think that all of that should have been in the contract. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, of course, I thought, well, it'd be nice to see David. But, of course, I didn't see David because he was up in the mountains, miles away from uh, the capital city. Uh, I've forgotten the name of that now. Budapest. Uh, <laughs> was it not Budapest, Budapest where you were? Yes, yeah, Budapest. Budapest. Yeah. And I said to uh, my my hotel w- was very smart, but it was being rebuilt. And I said to a friend, <laughs> I said Funny to a friend, uh, it's a very nice hotel, but it's been rebuilt. And he said, Richard, all the hotels in, in Budapest are being rebuilt. And then it, I realized it was true. Uh, so the but, city's uh, been completely revamped. Um, yes. I think another... Another casualty, if you will, uh, of your heart attack was um, a, a show you were about to go to Edinburgh with um, called I, I Don't I Don't Believe It, An Evening <laughs> with Victor Meldrew. I'm so nervous of even saying that phrase in front of you because, of course, you know, it is the phrase that you're synonymous with. And I know for a long time um, you were just quite uncomfortable with the fact that people used to shout it at you in the street and always be wanting you to say it. It's just not that funny, is it? But I'm wondering whether the fact that you were going to do this show is an indication that you've now uh, regained an accepting, an acceptance perhaps of, of Victor Meldrew's presence in your life. And, uh, you know, is that is that maturity? <laughs> yes, I think so. I, when I was, uh, I was planning to go to Edinburgh uh, the week after my heart attack, and I remember Clive Brill, the producer, ringing me up and saying, I'm having some trouble getting insurance for you because you're over 80. And I said, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. If anything happens, I'll deal with it. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was going to be quite so soon. Uh, so uh, he said, I'll, I'll share it with you. So he, he shared it with me and we both had to lose quite a lot of money as a result. Oh, my goodness. But, Richard, but, uh, you've always been such a, a sort of young-at-heart person and so sort of indefatigable. Um, it must have really rocked your world to, to find yourself vulnerable and to find there were things that you really couldn't do anymore. Well, it did a bit, yes. Um, but uh, I, I, one of the things that strikes me... With, if I had died, and I'm apparently at 80, you're very close to death when you have a, a stroke and things. But if I had died, I, I realized that I wouldn't have known anything about it, which I, 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 I was rather upset that I, it was possible that I, I could die and not know. Uh, <laughs> well, well, that's what I we could... all dream of, Richard, yeah. that sort of oblivion. <laughs> No, I thought I should know. And then there are days, there are days when I see a, 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 a film or I see a play, and I think, if I had gone, I wouldn't have seen this. Uh, and I I'm, I'm, I'm realised just how lucky I was. Um, 
there's a lovely piece that came out during the lockdown about um, the relationship that you developed with John uh, Van Tyler, a, a young actor, about five decades. Joss Van Tyler. Your junior. Joss Van Tyler, I beg your pardon, who, um, who I think got in touch with you very sweetly and asked if you needed some shopping uh, brought in um, yes. during, 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 the, during the lockdown. Um, tell me a little bit about your friendship and, and, and your Sunday night film club and, and whether it's still going, because I'd, I think you'd probably agree that one of the things that, that really is unique about you is that you've always really sought the company of people who are, I mean, I don't mean younger in, in terms of where you sought them out and sucked the lifeblood from them, but you've always been more interested in looking forward than backwards. I think that's fair well, to say. Yeah. Well, you were a very good friend, uh, at the time, the time we met many, many years ago. Uh, yes, well... Uh, I'm not that I much met, younger. <laughs> <laughs> I, met, uh, I met Joss at a book launch, uh, of James Bruce Evans' book launch, and uh, we got on very well. A lot of joking together, and he, he, he makes me laugh hugely. And then when lockdown started, he, he wrote me a letter and said, do you need any shopping? And uh, he also said, I can give you a B12 injection as well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, very often in his visits, he, he brings me a B12 to uh, help me through. Uh, and we became very close friends. And then we did, we did some radio together called Tango Diaries. Uh, and uh, I was very, I was very keen to get him in the play, but uh, the play was cast by Robert Stern, who's a very famous casting director. So I had to say to Robert, look, if, if Joss Van Tyler doesn't seem to fit the bill, let me know. But he was very pleased with his work. So he got the part. You, you've described um, in the past alcohol as the, the great liberator for you. And, and normally people are sort of ruining the fact that they've had a drink, but you positively celebrate it uh, and say that it, it liberates you. Do, would you describe yourself as naturally shy? Do you think that you're shy? Yes, I was very shy. I was very thin and very shy. Unfortunately, I'm not very thin anymore. And I'm not shy anymore. But yes, certainly. Alcohol, I realized that after a few pints, I, I could be vocally uh, much more trusting of myself. And uh, it helped me a lot, I think. And I, I say to people who don't drink at all, uh, and it's a very naughty thing to say, but I often say, I think you should just give it a, a try. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people can't drink because it, uh, they've, been affected by over drinking but uh, people who, who never tried it I always think go on uh, and <laughs> you know I, I since I met you uh, not because of you I've always had three dry days a week Oh, that, not because of me, but I quite like to do that as well. I think it's important because then you can enjoy a nice glass of wine with impunity the other four, can't you? Exactly, exactly. Mm. That's not it. why you I fell still... off the ladder, though, is it? <laughs> there wasn't a ladder. I was sitting at the Pret-a- not the Pret-a-Manger, the 
the, the Maison Blanc in, in oh, Hampstead. Yeah. And they had a tiny little uh, upstage uh, space. And I, mm. would, I fell off it. I, I don't remember. I don't remember anything oh, about goodness. it. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, Richard, in, in 2013, quite a quite a, well, I don't know, was it a shocking thing happened when Time Out magazine included you in a list of influential gay people? Were, were you surprised to be outed in, in such a public way? And, and in retrospect, actually, do you wish that you'd done it yourself much earlier? I, I do, in a way. I, I, I suppose it, I was always worried that my sister might uh, uh, be upset by it. Uh, and uh, I, so I, I, when I knew the, the, the newspaper, the, the magazine was coming out, I, I, I said to her, by the way, I'm going to be outed as gay. And she said, well, I, I always knew you were. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought it was time. I thought it was time that I was outed, I have to say. And uh, why and did was, you... How did, how did you feel after, I mean, do you think that you would have pursued the same career if you'd been uh, out uh, from the beginning or from, from your, your early years as a man? Because I, I just wondered about the sort of idea of sort of suppressing a part of yourself um, and playing a part already so that playing other parts perhaps might have come more easily. Yes, I don't know. I think about that uh, quite a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, I I really can't answer that, um, but uh, when it, when it happened, uh, I mean, uh, of course, a lot of people knew because so many of my friends were gay, and it, it's true in the business anyway uh, that the, the 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 gay relationships are, are just so common, and we, we don't we don't look upon it as, as strange or uncertain. Um, so it, it, it seemed to be waiting to be done and I, I didn't mind it at all and and how has it changed uh, you aside from the fact that I have noticed that you've started wearing slightly more extravagant cravats 
<laughs> uh, yes, I've always been, uh, my, my costume, uh, my dress wear has always been quite colorful. I'm, I'm wearing a very nice, a very nice yellow shirt with a very nice cashmere green jumper today. I, I just very I nice. Yeah, no, thank you very much. I'm very sad. Can you I can't see, it? see it. Can you see it? No, we haven't got uh-huh. our, our Zoom situation sorted out. But I'm hoping that next time you're going to come and see me in person so I can not only see it, but touch and feel the quality of the cat. I will. It, it's time <laughs> we had a hug. It certainly is. It's time we had a hug. That's very, very true. Um, let, talk to me a little bit about um, Victor Meldrew and your relationship with him, because for a lot of people, you know, that's the name that you will remain synonymous of with, course. you know, till death do you part, literally, till you have got one foot in the grave or two of them. Um, you were only 55, I think, when you were offered that part um, of the retired security <laughs> card. Um, is that why you initially turned it down? It's a bit like when I was asked to be an agony aunt for the Observer at the age of sort of 30 something. I thought, how rude. <laughs> yes, yes, I did think it was a bit rude. I thought I'm far too young. Uh, Victor was uh, uh, 60 and I, I was 55. And I thought, I'm, I'm not ready for old men yet. Uh, but of course, I was, and, <laughs> and, and uh, I turned it down. And, and David Renwick and, and uh, the the producer uh, Susie Belbin uh, mm. sent me some more scripts uh, to try and, and turn me over. And of course, that's what did it. I, I knew that once they did that, I was I was going to. Oh, I was so glad I did, of course. Um, and uh, the, a lot of people used to say to me, are, are, you, are you pleased you played it? And I said, of course I was pleased I played it. I mean, it was, it was wonderful. And a lot of people, I think, think that it is um, typecasting of some sort, uh, that you're, you're, you're paying uh, older people forever, but... I was also a director by this time, as well as an actor, so it, it didn't worry me one thing, one way or another. If, if was, the acting, acting stopped, I could always direct. And was um, was the appeal of that character the fact that you yourself are naturally curmudgeonly, or was it that he was so far removed uh, from your actual character? Well, of course, Mariella, I'd, I'd say because I was, <laughs> it was so removed. He <laughs> <laughs> might say that, but. <laughs> <laughs> and some people might not agree, but I've got to stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose as well that, that, that the thing about playing a character like that is, 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 you know, you become so familiar to so many people as that person that, that it must have actually been a huge relief to you that you had another string to your bow because... There must have been a period of time after it when you were just synonymous with that part and the idea of imagining you as anyone else was something quite difficult. I, I know it's something you've spoken about in the past when it comes to, to actors, this this idea that actually you really need to keep a lot of yourself to yourself in order to be convincing. And that seems to be the complete antithesis of uh, successful thespians these days. Yes, yes. I was always... Uh, I. I mean, for example, I, I never drove a car at first because I thought drivers 
uh, actors shouldn't be drivers. They should go in the underground, at the railway, at the airplane, so that they could see other people and uh, have a good have a good look at them uh, and a good study of them. Uh, then I changed all that uh, and stopped travelling in the underground because it meant people were going to say <laughs> the dreaded catchphrase to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yes, uh, that that is that's the way it's happened. Uh, and now, I, you know, if people if people shout, I don't believe it in the street. Now I just raise my hand and wave backwards. Uh, it, it doesn't worry me at all. Uh, well, there you go. You see, there are some benefits to maturity, <laughs> aren't there? Um, what about the benefits of being a latecomer to the acting profession? I wonder if you think that the, there are benefits to that as well, because, you, you know, you, you grew up in Glasgow. Being an actor was not really on the cards, and I think you had a drama teacher who definitely put you off, so don't be ridiculous. <laughs> um, and, and you went on to get a proper job, you know, as a, as a lab technician. But eventually, in your 20s, you came down to London and you went to RADA. You must have been a sort of fish out of water in that environment, A, because of your age, B, because of your, your background. Uh, what was that period like? That was, uh, it was pretty disturbing. When I, when I went to RADA, I was 27. And... Uh, uh, it was pretty worrying. I, I I thought this is a mistake. I can't I can't do it. And uh, I remember that John Fernald, who was the director then, uh, said it was a split vote between the 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 judges. <laughs> and I managed to get in. Um, but uh, then I be, began to enjoy it and get to get to know it. And of course, the reason I became a director really was because of in RADA, uh, at the end of your uh, time there, we we always did a mime play, which the uh, actors pr- produced. And I, I was quite good at mime because I didn't have to speak English uh, <laughs> and no one would know. <laughs> so uh, directing this play, I suddenly thought, this, this is quite a jolly thing to do. And, I, and, then, and then I started directing new plays. I always wanted to direct new plays because no one else had done them before and because it was what I thought theatre should be about. You're not keen on Shakespeare, are you? No. Is he still around? <laughs> yeah, not, I not, not tangibly, I think, would be the way I'd put it. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I used to think that Shakespeare and I just couldn't get on because I was Scottish and he was English. Uh, but I don't think Macbeth. that's probably. <laughs> yes. Well, I suppose Macbeth, the only thing about Macbeth is the witches. I just don't believe in, in, in ghosts and goblins and witches and things. And uh, Shakespeare used that quite a lot. That's because so, you're from yes, Glasgow, only, isn't it? <laughs> yes. The only play I did, really, was I did Malvolio at the RSC, which was uh, quite a, a good part, the, the yellow stockings and all that. 
<laughs> to um, match your shirt. <laughs> Rich, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you're not wearing yellow stockings today, I presume. Now, you well, actually, your... I have worn them for you because I, I thought I might mention them. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. No. And it's all wasted on me because I can't see it because we're on radio. <laughs> um, what a shame. Now, Richard, just finally, well, first of all, um, we always rely on our listeners to do some fact-checking for us. And, and Richard on Twitter has said, was the Peggy affair with William Roderick, was it? William, who is William Roderick? I don't know. Is he the, 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 the gay actor that you were talking about earlier that Peggy Ramsey had an affair with or not? No, no, it was, no, it was no. Simon Callow. Sorry, Richard. Simon Callow, there he's come back. <laughs> it was Simon Callow. <laughs> Simon Callow and Peggy had a huge affair. And although Simon was gay, and still is, of course, uh, she just uh, couldn't do enough of her. She bought him a flat, for example. Uh, How marvellous. I hope... I hope he's not going to find these indiscretions unbearable. Um, <laughs> I, I know and your so friends. We got, we, 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 Simon came in to talk to us because uh, I know him and uh, uh, I, I knew he knew Peggy terribly well. And Tamsin knew him as well. So he came in and gave us a little uh talk back about sounds quarter. sounds like he gave you quite a lot of detail richard just finally uh you've reached your 85th birthday as i've said uh, twice now i'm sorry if you feel like i'm pounding the age uh thing <laughs> but 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 you are a man imbued with incredible energy and humor and joy de vivre and i wonder uh what you attribute it to because everyone needs a bit of that right now I, I, was, I was going to say alcohol, but I can't say that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Yes, I, I do. Actors, by and large, uh, can be very uh, amusing and enjoy laughing with each other. And certainly being an actor has helped that. And uh, that's, that's what I put it down to. We Actors don't take life too seriously. They, they know the, 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 the problems of employment, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's that. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I'm, the fact that I managed to escape death when I was you know, 80, whatever it was, uh, I, I, I treasure that fact uh, and, and enjoy what it's done for me. Thanks for listening to Mariella Meets with me, Mariella Frostrup. There'll be more from the podcast next week, so make sure to download the free Times Radio app to never miss an episode. And don't forget, you can catch the live edition of my programme every Monday to Thursday, 1 till 4, on Times Radio. Catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>